Hello, boss, and welcome back to the podcast. We continue the celebrations of the one-year anniversary of the Run Your Business Like a Boss show. So I thought today I would share with you some of the lessons that I've learned along the way of having the podcast for a year. And the reason why I thought I'd share this is, again, I, I like to look at things that I enjoy consuming and then put that back into my show because I figure if I like it, then other people like it. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. I would say that for me, I am an OG early adopter podcast listener. I've been listening to podcasts since around 2014. And the first shows that I were listening, I was listening to were leadership shows. I listened to a lot of leadership shows for I'd say maybe the first five years of, you know, being a podcast listener. And then I transitioned into business podcasts, you know, when I started my second business, this business in 2019. And more recently, I've been enjoying more personal sort of conversations and shows around health and lifestyle, minimalist living and things like that. And I'm really enjoying different genres of podcasts because it gives me inspiration for different formats that I can play with and toy with for my show, because I obviously want to keep things interesting and fresh and and exciting for you listening to the show. So anyway, that's kind of like a little, I guess you could almost say that's even a lesson in and of itself is to listen to podcasts that for me as a a podcast host is to listen to podcasts outside of my genre. All right. So I know you're here to listen to my lessons of hosting this show for 12 months. There are plenty of lessons and I'm sure there's way more than what I'm going to share with you today, but I thought I would pull out some of the key things that I have, you know, just encountered along my journey over the past 12 months of hosting the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. So let's dig in. The first thing is, is that I could not do this show without the help that I have. And I really want to acknowledge that when I first started, you know, producing episodes for the show, it would take me so long. I kid you not days. (laughs) days and days to prepare one single episode. I didn't know what I was doing. And I talk a lot about this in episode number four, I think it is the four stages of learning. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't really have the skills. Although like, I think I was, you know, pretty decent, but I didn't have the same skills as what I have even now 12 months down the track and we'll probably have 12 months down the track from here again. But I, yeah, it would take me days to, you know, get, you know, get get it right. And I'm proud of episode number one. And in fact, if you haven't had a chance to re-listen to that episode, I did a replay of that episode on Thursday. And the reason for that is that's the number one performing episode ever on the show. And it still gets loads of downloads every single week. And the reason why I think that is the case is not because it's the most amazingly produced episode, but because it's a piece of content or something that every single one of us as business owners experience. Okay. So coming back to the lesson of having help. So even to this day, even though it still takes me a bit of time, a few hours to prepare my podcast episode, I wouldn't have the time to then go in and do all the amazing things that Bambi does in terms of tidying up, editing my show, uploading it to Buzzsprout, doing the show notes, getting the website done. This is a business podcast. So I really wanted it to be a resource that was professionally done and delivered for you. So yeah, I'm really uh, glad that I made that decision. And on that topic 
of getting help is the importance of not comparing yourself or myself to other bigger podcasts. I've listened to podcast hosts that are really well known and then they sort of slip in the conversation that they've got someone who's writing the content, doing all the things like they have a whole team. Like, yes, I outsource to Bambi, but there's still so much that I do for the show. And some of these bigger podcasters do a little bit less even. And of course, that makes sense. They've got whole businesses to run. Uh, and, And I do too, of course, but like, you know, a different size of business is what I'm talking about here. So for me, knowing that other people have even more support in their, you know, to produce their show has made me realize that, you know, I'm doing pretty good in my lane over here, producing my show my way. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, a business podcast, please don't compare yourself to me or anybody else because everybody has a different level of support and experience coming into their show. So that was a good lesson for me to learn along the way. And my next lesson is that it's important to have steady growth and not worry too much about the charts. So when I, and I remember Brianna from Bambi saying this, don't worry about the charts, just stay in your lane, watch your own growth. And when I launched the podcast, of course, for I reckon the good a good sort of five months, it was consistently in the charts for my genre. And, you know, then it can dwindle out and then dwindle back in and all the things. But I've started to focus less on that. Well, I have been focusing less on that and focusing more on the growth of my show and how many extra listeners are tuning in, where people are tuning in from, and just continuing to invest in producing content that I know serves and supports you as a listener. So it's less about the, you know, less about the, you know, optics of numbers and more about the consistent growth. And what I've come to realize about the charts is that the charts are about follows, not about downloads. I think that that's what it's about, certainly for Apple Podcasts, because I've had times where I've had lesser downloads and more new people follow, and I've gone in the charts versus more downloads and less follows. So anyway, I don't know whether that's true or whether I'm just making that up. (laughs) Regardless, this next lesson was all about, uh, yeah, just focusing on steady growth and staying in my lane. The next one is the importance of being consistent. I'm really proud of this. I'm, I'm so proud of this. The fact that I've produced an episode every single week, every single Tuesday, with the exception of the Tuesday between Christmas and New Year. And this was a really important factor to, to me because as an avid podcast listener, I really love the consistency of the people that I listen to. And I have the days that I listen to certain podcasts, right? Like I have those days. And I know that that's the same for you as a listener as well, because I would do a quick check of how the podcast episode is performing by about 9.30 on the day that it drops on a Tuesday. And there's always a consistent number of downloads of that episode by that time. So that says to me that unless it's rotating those numbers, (laughs) but that says to me that, you know, a certain group of people are listening to it every single morning that it drops. And that to me, I just feel so, uh, so much responsibility to be there for you doing those things. And that's not to say that I'm not going to take scheduled breaks because I will be taking scheduled breaks, but I want it to be scheduled and not just me skipping out on, you know, not doing an episode in a week. And I think Bambi, I've mentioned this before, Bambi definitely helps with that accountability because Rain, Hail or Shine, I have to deliver four episodes a month to them. That's part of our agreement. So Yeah, so being consistent has been a big thing and something that I'm really proud of for the show. And I really hope that that's, uh, yeah, been of service to you. 
The next thing is, is it's not a small time commitment to produce a show like this. Even as I've gotten more effective and efficient and whatnot, it's still every single week, it takes a long time to, well, not a long time, but it takes a decent chunk of time to produce content like this. And that means that I do less on other platforms, right? So if you're thinking, oh, she doesn't do, I haven't seen Christy that much on Instagram or she's she's less hanging out here or less hanging out there. The reason for that is because I do invest so much into this show and this is such high quality content that I really believe that this is the best way that I can serve you. Of course, I'm in those other places, but you know, the highest form of content from coming from me every week is right here. The next lesson that I want to share with you is that you don't have to have all the fancy equipment. I have got like, I've got equipment that's I would call mid-level and it's pretty good. Like this mic is was a $130 mic with a pop filter. The pop filter might have been around 70 bucks and a boom arm, another 100 So what's that? Like th- that's sub $300 is what I spent on my equipment. I use a free software, Audacity. Uh, and yeah, I know a lot of people use GarageBand, but I love Audacity because I do micro edits before I send it to Bambi because I want to control <laughs> what goes out. And so if I get a little rough edit before it goes over to them, I cut things out that I just, you know, fluff. Maybe I'll cut this section out. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, yeah. So you don't have to spend the most amount of money. And I'm really glad that I did my research on what equipment what is the best bang for buck because you don't know if you're going to enjoy it and I started my podcast with those little white apple you know earbud not earbuds because you don't want to use earbuds you want something that's got the cord but with those little with those free uh, headphones that you used to get with your phone I started with that I've moved now to Bose and the kind of noise cancelling Bose but part of that's because I just love cancelling out all the noise and sitting in a world of silence (laughs) But I didn't start out with $500 headphones. I just didn't. I didn't need it. And you don't don't need it. I probably still don't need it. It's just a luxury that I wanted to get for myself. In fact, the kids got it for me for Mother's Day. But you just don't want to – you don't need to start out with all the fancy things. And so if you're thinking about starting a podcast yourself, you don't need to invest in all the things. You just don't. So just figure out what are those important things that you need to do. The next thing is that it's been really helpful having a running list of topics that I can talk about at any given time. I have a fair idea of the episodes coming down the pipe, but I have like 50 topics or so that I could talk about at any given time. And that takes away that overwhelm of content content production. We as business owners, we're not just content producers or content creators. We are business owners first and foremost, so we don't want to be spending having a full-time job of creating content. But for me, having that running list of topics has been super helpful. The next one is to not listen to competitors' podcasts. Uh, just, just, yeah, no, don't. <laughs> don't do it because uh, – and I don't. And the reason for this – not that I see people as competitors, but I don't want to – be doing and saying what other people do. I just, I want to be in my lane doing my thing for you. And I just don't want to muddy the waters or muddy my mindset because other people are doing things. It will just detract me from what's important in my business. So yeah. And and to what I was saying earlier, just listening to a variety of genres has been really helpful for me and this show because it gets me thinking, it gets my creativity up, uh, get a little bit of dopamine levels, listening to cool topics that I don't know anything about. Uh, and, you know, just enjoying just consuming content for consuming content 
content wise has been really amazing for me. And then another one is to play around with the format. You know that I've been doing this. Like I don't always say when I do a new a new kind of format and maybe it's just a little tweak, but playing around with different formats of having scripted, having unscripted. This is a completely unscripted episode. I've got a couple of notes of the things that I want to touch on, but nothing scripted here. And I've been doing more of that recently than ever is just getting on turning the mic on and hitting go and next week's episode is unscripted as well and that's not to say that I don't do scripted because I do and sometimes I do a hybrid Uh, but yeah just playing around with the format has been really fun as well And I want to just mention something that Suze Chadwick said on her uh, episode when she came onto the show is she talked about how it's, you know, the best way to become an expert is to teach others and to present on your topic. And I really do believe that to be true for me. Since having the podcast, I personally feel that I've grown in confidence in the topics that I speak on. Of course, I've always been confident on that with my clients, but just really confident in, you know, being able to just you know, ad lib and do the things. And I'll, I'll be honest with you that I had such a problem with ums, um, 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 ah, ah. <laughs> and the reason for this is that my brain tethers. So like I had to think really hard and my brain wouldn't catch up to my mouth, but having to almost do like a keynote presentation every single week for the podcast has really helped me with that. And it's also then given me the confidence that when I go onto other people's podcasts, I don't worry about saying um or ah. And not that I didn't know my content before, as I said, but it just it's just the more you do something, the better you get at it. And so whether that's a podcast or whether that's, you know, going out to networking events or whatever that might look like for you and your business. If you're wanting to be more visible and to get out there and present and all those things, I really do think, again, this comes back to something that Sue said is get onto your stories, start speaking on your stories. I was on stories nearly every single day in the years leading up to starting my podcast. And I would just be on there talking, practicing, like really just honing my own presentation skills. And that I really do believe has helped me and supported me with this show, along with just, you know, mastery, anything with mastery, the more you do it, the better you get. So there you go. There's a few things that I've learned along the way from hosting the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Again, thank you so much for being part of our community, being part of listening to this show. I really do hope that it's positively impacted you and your business. Again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. Thank you for being part of this week's celebrations. This is the final episode in the celebration arena of the one year anniversary. I appreciate you tuning in. I look forward to chatting with you next week.